show This is Nerd Podcast Radio, and I'm your host, Special Mikey, along with my co-host, Hindu Anthony. What's up, Buttercup? And super vegan, Brian. Hello, Michael. It is so super to be here. Oh, It's totally all like an Ed McMahon thing going on there. I don't know why. But today, we have a very, very special guest. She's not an interview. No, <laughs> she's not an interview. But we're going to make her just important enough to make her... A special guest host. Everybody, welcome to the stage, Miss Erica. Hola. Hello. (laughs) Yay, fanfare! I love it. You're so amazing. We, it's really nerdy. We actually, we have an actual Smurf on the show today. Oh, I knew it was going to start at some point. I just didn't know this early. It was going to (laughs) happen. Well, he also told us that you sounded like a foul-mouthed chipmunk, so... That's pretty accurate, actually. <laughs> I got really excited, but you haven't cussed yet, so I'm, I'm kind yeah, of sad. I'm not hearing the foul-mouthedness. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm sure it'll show up. <laughs> so, Erica, uh, real quick before we jump into our game and everything, what, what got you the prestige to be on our little show? Uh, oh, God, I don't know. Um, Brian and I have known each other for... 15 16 years i don't know yeah something like that so well don't worry uh, he uh he put he put in the good word for you he said dude she's she's so nerdy i swear <laughs> well that's what he says i i i guess i'm nerdy i like a lot of nerdy things so i guess that's why i'm here so we could and, have made an episode out of our conversation on our test call we could have what? made that an exclusive feature <laughs> yeah i didn't record it but i, guess, no. I didn't save it <laughs> And I'm his oh. sister-in-law, so I guess that makes me special, too. Like, he has to like me, almost. But Family privileges! Family <laughs> privileges! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, that's fine. Yeah. Milk it all you can. There is no ne- nepotism on Nerd Podcast Radio, only favoritism. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we will get more into all of this and, and our very nerdy selves, and we will hear the foul-mouthed chipmunk curse again! <laughs> or first time, really. But first, we're going to play everybody's favorite game this week. For anybody who's just tuning in for the first time, we're going to be playing What's Nerdy With You. This is a game where all your favorite hosts sit here and actually discuss what is the nerdiest thing they did in the past week. And as always, we're going to be having a very wonderful time with this. And we're going to start with our very special guest host, Erica. Uh, my nerdy thing this week is I braved a half inch of ice on the roads here in Ohio to go see Rug One because, damn it, I was going to see the movie. You risk- so that's what yeah. I did. <laughs> Woo! Rogue One. Yes, it was great. I loved it. It was really good. Yes, it was a good movie. I still haven't seen it. So. Oh, thank God. I thought I was going to be the only one. <laughs> no, I haven't had a chance to see it. It's half and half. Me and Erica saw it, but you two are not, not true Star Wars fans. We get it. Oh, you think you're deep cut just because you were able to go see it first? I don't think so, pal. No, no, that is not the right reaction. Fuck you, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. You know what? Still kind of early in the morning, so let, let me let me do a retake. <clears throat> ah, lion face. Lemon face. Fuck you, Anthony. I'm a deep cut Star Wars fan. Fuck you. You don't even know what Samuel Jackson has written on his lightsaber, you little bastard. <laughs> He doesn't have your little bastard on his lightsaber. 
No, he doesn't. <laughs> Anthony's a little bastard. I have a guy amazing. dying to tell me about it. Well, so. I won't say anything about it, though. I hate spoilers. I hate it when people spoil shit for me, so I'm not going to do it for anybody else. Normally, yeah. I'm, I'm super not crazy about spoilers, but with this movie, I will fly to Ohio and I will murder you. Heck, I will have my sister's friend, Justine, who lives in Ohio, find you and murder you. Um, good luck with that. <laughs> I get a Skype call from Erica. She's dead. Now what? <laughs> <laughs> Justine had a child. Well, it's your fault. <laughs> uh, so you braved near death in the, in the frozen tundras of Hoth like Ohio. Yeah, they had they had the freeways and shit shut down and everything. So yeah. it was like they were like, nobody go on the road. And I was like, fuck you. I'm going to go see Rogue One. <laughs> yeah, that's the way to do. That's the spirit. That's the spirit. I'm going to go brave the balmy 78 degrees out here. Oh, that sounds so terrible. It's only like 12 degrees here. So. Oh, my goodness. We should do what uh, me and my family did a couple years ago, where we all took a Christmas picture in our bathing suits and sent it to our family in Montana going, Merry Christmas, everyone from California. <laughs> it's even better if you spray paint tumbleweeds white and build them up into a snowman. Oh, my gosh. I want to <laughs> do that. <laughs> I want to do that. I like this idea. I heard a little bit about what anthony's nerdy thing is so it really needs to be built up and saved for last so michael why don't you go next well for me this week for me it's a nerdy thing because i'm very enthusiastic about it and i love doing it i got to go shooting the second time shooting has been a nerdy thing on this show it It is when you love it as much as we yeah well considering well, I, I got like kind of like uh, nostalgia nerdy because I own a very old rifle. My rifles and it's like nineties. Is it <laughs> like World War One or something? It's a World War. It's actually eighties. Well, it's a World War Two rifle. It's my favorite okay. rifle in the whole wide world. Kicks like a mule. We had these guys next to us shooting semi-automatic rifles, and they're just reaching out, plinking a steel target. And some of them are missing, and I was just like, "Hey, you mind if I take a shot?" And uh, they're like, "Yeah, go ahead, sure." My first shot, just you hear a loud, hard thunk from the steel plate, and they go up there and look. I put a my my bullet went completely through their inch steel plate. <laughs> that's that's cool. I don't know about nerdy. That's Maybe it's because I live in like hillbilly territory. <laughs> like everybody here has guns, and it's weird living in California and then coming out here. And everybody, like, if you don't own a gun or have a conceal and carry, you're the weird one. Um, so. I'm, I want to tell a story on Erica's expense, giving an idea of what it's like where she grew up. Do it. Um, a kid once for show and tell, skin brought in a live rabbit and skinned it in front of the class. <laughs> that's, a, that's amazing yet horrifying. <laughs> Is that about right, Erica? That, that, that pretty much covers it, yeah. I was like, yeah. I, went my, I went to my biology class in high school, and we walk in, and our biology teacher had a dead owl on his table, and he was doing, like, taxidermy on it. Yep, but he didn't kill that owl. No, he this kid of- straight up murdered this rabbit in front of him. <laughs> that is insane. Right before he snapped his neck, he just looked at the rest of the class. I'm taking your innocence. Eric, what did the teacher say? Well, it, it, it's just stuff that happens here. It's weird. It's it, Living in the Bible Belt is the fucking weirdest thing when you've grown up in California. Because it's like, oh, we have guns and we murder things and no big deal, you know, all all this death. But nope, nobody has sex. Nobody talks about that. It's it's the fucking backwards ass thing that I, I can't even explain it. That is the very creepy part of it. Yeah. You can murder these animals all you want for food and sustenance, but you talk about a lady's parts, you're sinning. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. I did something really cool. I binged a show. Ooh, which one did you binge? Well, um, my girlfriend Heather recommended I watch the show The OA because she binged it 
the day it came out and Saturday, she like, and she never does that. She never watched eight episodes like that quick in a row. And I was a little skeptical. No offense to Heather. We don't always go the same page on shows. So I'm watching through for the first episode. And I was almost I was almost losing interest. And I got flipped. I got totally flipped. I expected it to be a very low-key Netflix show. And it got epic. It was produced by Plan B Entertainment, too. And that surprised me. I didn't know that. They, they, they brought it up on the credits three quarters into the episode of the first episode. So that was pretty cool. I can't really tell you anything about the show. It's just, it's windy. It's windy. It, it takes turns that you're not going to expect. So is it like a rabbit hole show? Yes. Yes. I would say there, there, there is a rabbit hole. I wouldn't call it a mystery box show. It's, it's not like you're always going, what the hell is this? What the hell is that? And trying to guess theories, but it, it gets a little windy. Yeah. It, it's very emotional and at times very, very intense. Hmm. Intense. Well, I'm going to watch it just because you said it was good. We usually like the exact same things. So. Yeah, we yeah. usually do. Yeah, Brian does have good taste in TV shows. I'll give him that. He, well, he really does. To give an example of ways we don't mesh is like we tried to watch The Lobster together. And that was a bad idea that I didn't realize how <laughs> that, brutal the lobster is. Yeah, you he said just, it was really dark. He described it to me and it, oh, God. It's the blackest of comedies. I love black comedies. Wait, it's a comedy? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm hearing the way you explained it, I did not think it was a comedy. <laughs> well, to me, I I have trouble seeing the humor in black comedies, but I could tell that they were trying to be funny, but I could tell the right personality would be laughing their ass off at certain jokes. So like when you hear like dead baby jokes and 9-11 jokes, you're not laughing. No, not you. Well, it depends if you're telling them, probably. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Unfortunately, I have to walk away to stop a dog from barking. Michael, go ahead and share yours. I apologize. I'll be right back. Well, uh, yeah, I actually got I actually didn't finish mine. We went shooting and we actually, because I, I, I nerded out about this, it was the last shot of the day on my rifle. I had a target about 200 yards out, so about 200 football, two football fields out. I had set an, a neon orange clay disc on top of an aluminum bat and I lined up and I fired and I took the top of the baseball bat off with the clay. That's that's pretty impressive. What caliber yeah, is this deep. rifle? It is a caliber known as 7.62 by 54R. Think of a, a, a 308 on steroids. Oh, okay. Wow. It's, it's a well because the rifle I have is a former uh, Russian service rifle. Yeah. So, oh, are you like making your own bullets with that, or are you? I you're... plan on getting a press die next Christmas, but right for now, I actually buy uh, old military surplus ammo for it because the surplus ammo are very is very cheap for it. I get oh, the. I didn't uh, expect it to be being an odd caliber. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a it's a very popular uh, round for the Russian military back during uh, back before World War One and up until 1960. They calibered uh, the original AK-47s were calibered in it, and they just punch really hard. They're 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 stoppers, and I have a what's known as a carbine rifle. It's very short, so it kicks even harder than the regular rifle. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. But what's really cool is it has a folding bayonet that rings like a tuning fork. <laughs> yeah, As any World War II rifle should have a folding bayonet. Oh, yes. I love it very much. So enough about me and my, and my nerd out with guns. Uh, that's just one of my things. But, Anthony, there's been a lot of hype about you. So uh, you better live up to this. Okay. Well, 
I did a lot of nerdy things this week, actually. I'm going to have to limit it to just one because that's the rules. But I'll, I'll, I'll just give a, a, a brief mention of the other things. I saw Rogue One, as we already mentioned. I made my D&D character for the D&D campaign and playing online with friends. He's going to be a space marine in the D&D world. Nice. Okay. And then here's the actual nerdy thing because my wife is like, you got to imagine it. You promised me you would. Uh, I went to an NXT show with my wife. Oh, boy. So, for those of you that don't know yeah. what NXT is, there is, we all know WWE, or some of you older folks might know it formally as WWF. Um, they have Thank this you. other show called NXT, which is basically the developmental. It's the people who are coming in from like the indie scene or or the up-and-coming wrestlers, like the young kids starting, starting their wrestling career. They start out in NXT, and they learn how to how to actually do the job, how to be like a TV wrestler, like how to actually like, this is how the cameras work. And this is how you should do things. And this is how you should talk. And this is how you build your character and blah, 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 blah. And then they move on to the main roster later, which is raw SmackDown, all that shit. So NXT is basically the smaller developmental thing. Okay, Here's so it's I, like training for the soap operas. Yeah, basically. Here's what I got to say about it, though. If you have a chance to go to, like, Raw, SmackDown, or NXT, and you can only pick one of them, I say go to NXT. It is definitely the better show. They try harder. Well, there's a lot of reasons why it's better. <laughs> one, the arena was smaller, and that sounds like a bad thing, except for when you realize we were kind of in the nosebleed seats, and we saw the ring perfectly. That's true, because you're you're focusing on two dudes in a box. Like, the cheapest the cheapest nosebleed seats in an NXT show would cost hundreds of dollars at a, at a Raw show, be, based on distance from the ring. So it's all small. Uh, the crowd is a lot more adult. It's a lot of adults. It's not so childish. So many kids. I'd like to and, point out the fact that you're talking about wrestling, which is soap operas for men, and you said it's not childish. It's Sorry. not <laughs> as childish. It's also... <laughs> It's also not just for men. Okay, as I'm sorry. By Anthony's wife, who my is, wife. Yeah, uh, I don't know anyone that knows more about okay. wrestling than her. <laughs> anyone. Predominantly, it is geared towards <laughs> men versus women. Predominantly. <laughs> Well, they're changing that. They really are. That's mostly true in America, actually. Now in Japan, it's quite opposite. Women love wrestling in Japan. Yeah, okay. and it's a it's a big deal for a lot of uh, people in Japan in general. Though a lot of people like wrestling over there. We, we actually do have some of the Japanese wrestlers over here. And I got to see them. I got to see Asuka. She was awesome. I got to see Nakamura. Oh, my God. That guy is so fucking awesome. And he's hilarious. And then we got to see Samoa Joe in Riverside. That's his hometown. And everybody was screaming. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's, it's amazing how obsessed you are with wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even that obsessed. My wife is the one that was crazy. It was a good show. It was a good show. That was, yeah. So, okay, now. All right. I'm, I'm holding up the official sign. None of you see it, but it's time to vote. Uh, so which way we're going to go. The, considering how much joy Anthony got, I'm voting his <laughs> way. <laughs> Erica, what about you? Um, I'm going to have to vote towards Anthony as well, just because it's, it's so silly that he's just that crazy <laughs> He said Samoa Joe, and I pictured tears in his eyes. <laughs> Samoa Joe is awesome. There's so the tears. Cool. <laughs> Anthony, where are you voting? Uh, uh, you know, I want to do the evil thing and actually vote for myself. <laughs> as Erica, don't says, as Erica says, as Erica says, it is a life soap opera. <laughs> Very hard to get nerdier than that. Brian, you don't matter. Anthony wins. <laughs> Two weeks in a row. Wait, what was Brian going to do, though? 
Well, apparently it doesn't matter. It matters to me, Brian. What were you going to vote? It matters to Jesus, Brian. I I was going to vote for the Bible Belt Pixie. Oh. (laughs) Well, only because you went through ice and snow. This isn't isn't family favoritism. The idea that you're like, I'm going to go anyway. Because I know how when they say don't go on the roads, they're serious. It's not just... It's not just, oh, it's for people who don't know what they're doing. You could have died. You risked life and limb for Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. By voting for Anthony, we basically just said, ah, you almost, you just risked death. Eh, that's all right. Well, I, I did it for me anyway. <laughs> I did have to drive out there in the crazy rain last Thursday. I, I kind of, I kind of like garner it up to you're pregnant and your baby really wanted to see Star Wars. So that's exactly <laughs> yeah. it. The, yeah. the roads could have been on fire. <laughs> the little bastard won't stop kicking me till he, until she hears an X-Wing. <laughs> oh, but you know what? It, it if I didn't have a four-wheel drive, I probably wouldn't have. But I have a four-wheel drive, and I went really slow, and I got there because, God damn it, I was going to see it. By the way, go. you're right. She does sound like a cursing chip. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. Just, just <laughs> sheer beauty. Oh, <laughs> so, But yes, as Brian said, Anthony is obsessed with wrestling. Probably more than he will he will ever willingly admit. But that brings us to this week's topic. Why am I pointing? I don't I don't see any of you. We are going to be talking about those obsessions, those nerdy obsessions that just devour us, whether they be fandom, TVs, video games, shows, movies, or just generally life in general. But we're going to be talking about those today because every nerd has that one obsession that they just can't get away from them. Maybe as specific as a show or as broad as just I love everything TV. So Here's how it's going to go. We're going to go look over to our very special guest host, because she is special. She, she deathified to see Star Wars. That's pretty good in my book. Erica, tell us some of what, what are you, what are some of your nerdy obsessions? I apparently have too many to count, according to Brian. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I, I love Fallout, Fallout 4. I played the hell out of it. Um, so I guess that's one of mine. Like I've been playing the same character since it came out last November. I'm like level 94 or something like that. Are you playing on survival? Yeah. Okay. I was about to say, if you weren't playing on survival, weakling, noob. No, no, I'm on survival. <laughs> that survival no. scares the crap out of me. It's fucking uh, it, hard. As it should. It's fucking it's, hard. It, it's it really gets, hard. It gets easier in the be- later, like later when you level up. But in the beginning, you you're gonna die a lot. Like yeah, a you do fucking lot. You do. You get shot you once. S- and you- yeah, you feel like constantly be saving because if you don't, like you're just like, oh, where the fuck that rad roach come from? How did it kill me? How did it fucking kill me? So yeah, you have to. Do you remember when the first time the survival came out and they didn't allow you to quick save? <laughs> So yeah, you had to find a bed to save. And so it was like, you'd be playing for hours and you're like, I can't find a fucking bed. And then you died and you're like, there just went two hours of my life. Just gone. <laughs> gone. <laughs> oh, God, it was yeah. terrible. Now, are you specifically obsessed with Fallout 4 or the whole franchise? Um, I... Well, I've played two, three, and four. I've I've loved all of them. So far, four is my favorite, though, I have to say. I think they really? finally tweaked enough stuff that it... It made it more immersible. I mean, it was immersible before, but it made it like like a whole other level of immersible. So, 
I've only played one and two myself, but I loved those games. Yeah, honestly, of the Fallout games, I think four is probably my least favorite. To be honest. Oh, shut your mouth. Oh, yeah, Anthony's wrong say, again. Just stop talking right now. Its story is boring and bland. Anthony, mute your mic. Go sit in a corner. Well, I like if you're if you're playing it just like for the main storyline, then you're playing it for the wrong fucking reason to begin. Well, of course, with. I of course it's about side quests, but even the side quests were like, "Hey, defend this, defend this base." Oh it's God. not even about fucking side quests. It's about no, it's exploring not. an amazing, immersive open world. Exactly that you get to fucking the- build from scratch. I like- think New Vegas is better. I really do. See, see, I knew this because. I've watched people play the entire game from beginning to end. <laughs> now, I'm not saying 4 is a bad game. I'm not saying it's a bad game. It's just I think there are better Fallout games. Oh, he's just saying he's wrong, guys. It's okay. Yeah. Wrong. <laughs> okay. You know what, Anthony, and for record, like, every time Brian was teasing you about, like, the fucked hard video <laughs> games that you, like, bring up, I'm like, well, actually, it's not that bad. I looked at it. It seems pretty cool. But you know what? Fuck you. Just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not right saying now. it's a bad game. I have it, and I like it. Bad, Anthony. That's bad. making it seem like I hate the game. You do. I don't. Look at you. You're all sitting there with your hate. <laughs> what are you talking about? You just can't appreciate it for what it is. It's way more immersible than three or two. And that's like the whole premise of it. Yeah, they throw a storyline and they're super great. They're side quests. Amazing. But when you get in there and you actually start to build it yourself and create your own cities and create your own trading, you know, just take over this whole fucking world. How could you not love that? That I think I think you're very short sighted. That's what I think. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, that's one of your <laughs> big obsessions. I think we've covered this. I'm sure we'll explore more of yours, but Brian, I, I've always been curious. You have so many things on your plate. I got to ask, what are you? What are some of your obsessions? Erica, do you know? Do you know the, the, the thing? Which one you're going to say? Yeah, the, well, the big one. The big one? Yeah, the one that I used to have the poster that everybody called me gay. Oh, yeah. It's Fight Club. (laughs) I have seen the movie Fight Club 362 times. Whoa. I I, I saw it on a pirated VHS the first time. (laughs) Holy crap. And um, went on to watching it on VHS, then watching it on HBO. Um, No, I think it was Showtime, but that doesn't matter. Then watching the DVD until it died. Well, what happened was, is I worked at home and Fight Club was on Showtime. I would just put it on in the background while I worked at home. And I just started, it was like in a infinite loop in the background. Sounds like something I would do. The happiest moment was about three years ago. I finally got to see it in the theater. Yeah, I remember that. You were super stoked about that. Yeah, it was great. And I won the trivia contest at the beginning of the show, and I got free tickets. (laughs) Sweet. That's great, dude. Uh, it was really cool. It was it was really cool. Oh my god! The question I got was the one I stumped you guys with. With what was um what was Bob's full name? Bitch tits? No, no, Robert Paulson. You got this wrong before too. (laughs) Yeah, I I I don't remember his full name. Oh. Why don't I ever remember? Because his name was Robert Paulson. Yeah, they chanted in the movie. Yeah, I know. Oh, I just started thinking about that. They chanted. Yeah, I, I had a big giant Fight Club Brad Pitt poster on my wall. I still have the poster. It's laminated. I just don't have wall space for it right now. I was obsessed with Brad Pitt movies for like the longest time. Um, and and Chuck Palahniuk books. Oh, yeah. I've read tons of Chuck Palahniuk books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I 
anything and um edward norton movies and and helena bottom carter movies anything that's connected to fight club i want to see it <laughs> i have to say my brad pitt obsession faded when i saw troy i hated that goddamn movie it's because it was a crappy ass movie yeah that sucked. well the trojan war went on for years it was supposed to go on for years <laughs> this is just a tenure con it was a tenure conflict but regardless oh, yes fight club has been a near and dear obsession since basically when the movie came out yeah, I've seen it more times than I probably, I mean, it's a good movie, so I don't, like, hate seeing it, but I've probably seen it more times because of you than I would have ever just, like, sat down and watched it, so. <laughs> I you think know, I have three copies of the DVD. I have the non-special edition, the special edition, and the anniversary Blu-ray. Yeah, see, that's what I have. I have the same thing for both The Labyrinth and The Nightmare Before Christmas. One of the things that happened early on with Fight Club for me is I had another friend who had seen it like a hundred times and was bragging about it. So we kind of got into a little competition over how many times we could see the movie. It was you and TJ, right? Yep. And mm-hmm. we watched Fight Club together the day we, we went to we went to Ozfest. And yep. that's a whole nother story for another podcast <laughs> episode. You, you guys are missing yeah. out. Oh, shut up. Tyler Durden's talking. Oh, uh, we'll, we'll just say that the day involved Fight Club, midget porn, mm-hmm. and... I don't remember drinking antifreeze. <laughs> that was an amazing day. <laughs> oh god. We need you. Yes, you will be telling the story later. Because <laughs> anytime somebody says antifreeze and midget porn in the same sentence, there's gonna be a story. Oh. Uh, so yes, you will. You will be. You will be coming back to this, my good friend. Yes, you will. So yeah, yeah I, you know, I can't believe I didn't guess because you. I, I knew you were obsessed with Fight Club. It's like your Bible. But but then again, you don't talk about it. oh god michael (laughs) yes yes i don't because (laughs) you know because the movie had rules that you're not supposed to exactly exactly don't talk about fight club but then again you're (laughs) in trouble now you you broke the rule then it's recorded anthony what's (sighs) your obsession I, I think my obsession in general general obsession would probably be video games like overall I know you guys are all picking specific things, but... Anthony, Anthony, Anthony. Mm-hmm. It's terrible video games. No, it's not it's terrible, terrible video games. No, no, it, no, no, no. He's, he doesn't have... a. He's. It's not like he only watches and plays terrible <laughs> video games. It's just tyranny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Except for even Erica herself said that it looked like a pretty good game. Well, that was before. I, I can't back you now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. What, because I said Fallout 4 is my least favorite of the Fallout game? <laughs> no, I'm just fucking with you. No, I looked at it, um, and I... Watch, uh, somebody was playing it on Twitch, too. I watched that. It didn't look bad. I, I don't think yeah. I would watch it on Twitch. That, that's not one of those games. <laughs> well, no, I wasn't like watching it for the long term, but it popped up on the podcast, and I was, was like, oh, I wonder what that is, because anytime something pops up like that, you know, I, I love video games, so I looked it up, and it didn't look bad. I'm not sure it's something that I would, like, spend a lot of money on, but it would be something that I'd play for a bit. So. Um, my wife did want me to correct something, though. Samoa Joe is from Huntington Beach. He trained in Riverside. Either way, oh. he's still awesome. Wrestling Corrections brought to you by Anthony's wife, Kat. She really <laughs> knows her yeah. shit. No, she really knows her shit. Like, we need to have a wrestling episode and, like, just listen to the shit she knows. Because we're, she knows, we're going to do this. It, she knows where they come happen. from. She knows. She she probably could tell you what they were eating for dinner last night. I don't know what, how she knows these things, but she does. Twitter. Professional wrestling is the big anticipated episode that we're going to eventually do. It's it's right up there with Star Wars, Firefly, 
the things we plan on talking about, but we need a lot of prep to talk about. We them. have to do. Like, why would you even have a Firefly episode? It's just going to make everybody cry. Everybody <laughs> will just be sad at the end. Because that that's the point. Because it is sheer beauty and wonderfulness and amazingness. And Joss Whedon hey. was wrongly canceled from it for how to show wrongly canceled. And I'm sorry. My so, so Michael, what's your obsession? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think I kind of showed my ass there on that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I do have a generality. It's uh, well, that's not a word. Um, <laughs> that's not a word. Um, uh, generally, I I, kinda, I do obsess over them. I don't watch as much as I used to, but I I really do obsess about of it. Specifically, honestly, as much as things I shows I watch or anything like, I obsess a little bit about Star Trek because I like I love the ships. But no, for me, it Firefly is a is a is a dangerous obsession. I, I I loved it. It was 15 hours of pure joy, and I'm going through my lifetime of withdrawals. <laughs> yeah, th- yeah. I I read that somewhere. I thought it was really funny. The whole uh, the whole uh, a one time a one time high with forever withdrawals that can never be cured. Yeah, yeah. Dude, uh, if I if I stood in front of the the mirror at Hogwarts, it would be it would show me holding season two of Firefly. <laughs> <laughs> that that would be me. Uh, uh, for me, uh, t- uh, more of a TV in general with the with Firefly just spearheading it. Brown coats forever. So it, and it's just because it was something really off the wall that I saw years ago. It, it was off the wall from any sci-fi that I'd seen before, and it incorporated two things I really love: science fiction and western, because they were well, cowboys in space. Well, yeah, but did you watch Westworld? I I want I'm waiting for it to come out altogether. I'm holding on to that because I've seen the trailers and Brian has gushed about it, so I really want to watch it. Plus, they've got Anthony Hopkins to do TV. Did you finally watch it? No, I'm going to actually because I don't have the HBO Now thing, and I don't want to find a bootleg, so I'm probably going to be stuck waiting for it to come out like on Netflix or something. It, what about it's worth it? Did you watch the whole thing, Erica? Fuck yeah! Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> I know. And then, you know what makes me sad is that they were talking about, like, we have to wait two years to see the next season. I I have a feeling it's going to start, like, in January, so it shouldn't be too bad. Yeah, I don't know. If you like Westerns and sci-fi and all that together, I mean, you're just going to, like, cream yourself over Westworld. It's just so fucking good. God. Yeah. Well, they Brian and Anthony make fun of me because Westerns are a very big number two obsession for me, like just behind, you know, TV in general, because I watched most of the old TV Westerns. I I put Westerns on in the background for movie, like just for noise (laughs) and everything. I I listen to them. So this town ain't big enough for the two of us, Michael. (laughs) You want to you want an example of um, a little bit of the fervor of Michael's obsession? Okay. Hey, Michael, I still haven't seen Tombstone. What the hell? Dude. No, seriously, you guys. Me neither. You will get me a whole lot better if you watch that damn movie. Kurt Russell is amazing. <laughs> Sam Elliott, for the love of God. Tombstone was good, and I don't like westerns, so sorry, me, Michael. Mike, had but... this, I had this conversation, Michael, about Tombstone, and I was like, "So is that the one where the where the guys walk around and the chaps going like this town and bringing up for the two of us?" I could have reached through the computer. And... <laughs> I could have punched. See, um, I, I saw The Ranch on Netflix, and that had Sam Elliott in it, so I figured that's just enough, and I don't have to watch Tombstone now. No, you have to, because his portrayal of uh, uh, Virgil Earp is amazing. Okay. So you, you have an obsession with Westerns. I got a question, because Erica said she doesn't like them. Have you all seen The Quick and the Dead? With Sam Elliott or Sharon Stone? Yeah. Nope. With um, Sharon, Sharon Stone. Stone. Yes, I love that movie. Do yeah, you like that one, The Quick and the Erica? Dead was good, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's a non-Western Western. 
Well, it no. Does, yeah. I think for me, Tombstone was sealed by by Val Kilmer. Like the greatest like dark holiday of all time. Yeah, he really, really was. It's, it's like I'm your Huckleberry. Like that was just. It was really, really good. Well, he also. Yeah. He, I didn't know he, the he, I'm your Huckleberry thing came from. Yeah, that's from his portrayal of Doc Holliday. You know, Val Kilmer didn't just play Doc Holliday. He studied him for months before the movie. He he figured out how to do the accent from the regions he was from. He learned how to hold car how to hold cars and do car tricks like him. He purposely lost all that weight and made himself stay okay, stay out of the sun so he could get a a paler about him that you know Doc Holliday would have had from having tuberculosis. Mm. Yeah, okay. it, it it's really good. I have to say, it's very amazing. Plus, uh, I can never remember the character's name, but the guy who played Curly Bill, he did a really good job. He 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 was really good. I made me hate his guts. My name is Curly Bill Brosis. <laughs> yeah, Curly Bill. But it, it, the movie in general is just uh, so good, and you get to see a fat uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Well, you know, if there's a fat Billy Bob Thornton in it, sign me up. I've got to see that. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, he's in it. I, I, he, he, he's in it. It's back when he was still uh, fairly portly when he was in his younger days. It's funny. Oh, yeah. And this is coming from me. But no, I, well, he has a round face. I'll put it that way. We'll, I'll tone it back. He had, he had a rounder face. So, yeah, I guess I guess you could say Westerns are more of an obsession than TV for me. But Firefly being a space Western spearheads all of that. That's fair. I mean, it was, it was it was it was good writing. Period. So, I mean, the whole thing, the whole show, was really inspirational. Firefly yeah. itself, like, I mean, just listen to the theme music. It was it was super inspirational. So it it was good. It was good writing, and it was sad the way they fucked it. But I mean, it's just oh yeah, that it, happens. The the network mismanaged the show. Uh, I think they should have let it have a second season to really find its final voice because it it had it did have a voice to it but to really get out there and to proclaim it they should have gave it a second season because it because it it would have been on for years i think if they had uh gave pitched more towards it but they did give it a second season the movie's not a second season it's more of a here's that last final death cough from your favorite show it's going to make Joss, you happy then horribly sad. sad that the movie is the second season uh, portions of it are in, in interviews he has stated that he portions of his ideas for season two were incorporated into the movie he wanted to be a big theme about halfway through the season itself the, uh, an actual second season was uh you find out what happens when a companion takes the syringe that she had in episode one so yeah, yeah, yeah the syringe those. thing. Yeah, I saw that. That's that's crazy. Do you know about that, Erica? Mm-mm. Michael, tell about the syringe thing. Companions ha- ha- keep with them, their, they have to, uh, sur- a syringe full of a certain poison that whenever they, if they're going to be raped or they're in a situation where they're being held mm-hmm. and, and it's possible that they're going to be raped, they have to inject them, they inject themselves with poison and it will basically kill the people that are attacking them. The premise for the whole thing was Anara gets kidnapped by a reaver ship. They her shuttle gets taken and then they find her laying unconscious in a circle of dead reavers. And that they have to figure cool. out what's going on. They were yeah. going to go dark. <laughs> they were going to go really dark on Firefly. Yeah. Well, it's an aspect. I mean, in the in the western formula, there's going you have if you're going to have flamboyant humor, you have to be the the, the darker you have to get it. It's a formula for westerns. It's a good so, formula. It, it's a very good formula. It, it's the it's an offset. Yeah, just like if you're writing a really sad story, you have to have some high points to make the lows really um, pack a punch. Yeah, I mean, you, you have to get emotional involvement. If you if you don't have emotional involvement, there's no point. So yeah, yeah, and. 
they he made his characters insanely likable for for that entire ship. They they were wonderful. My wife, who when we first met, didn't really care for <laughs> science fictiony stuff. She watched the show. She goes, "I love Kaylee. She's amazing. This show's awesome." And I told her it was only one season. She, she almost broke her TV. <laughs> Yeah, nobody told me um, that it, you know, only lasted so long. And um, I found it on Netflix all by my good self. And I watched it and I like lost my shit over it. I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? (laughs) I I actually saw the movie before I saw the show. A lot of people did. Yeah, a lot of people did. I didn't really know anything about the show. I just knew that Joss Whedon moved over to Fox while I was watching Angel and Buffy. And I was like, what the hell is this space Western? I don't give a shit about that. Mm-hmm. Seriously, <laughs> that is exactly how I reacted. The commercials would come on and be like, "Why would I watch that? That sounds dumb." And then when the movie came out, I was like, "Maybe it was good if they made a movie." Yeah. <laughs> I, I watched the movie and well, not yeah. knowing, not knowing that the movie was connected to the show. By the way, <laughs> yeah, I had Dang. I had heard about Firefly at, about the same time we were watching Angel and Buffy, and I was like, "Eh." I was like, okay, whatever. And like for years, like people would be like, do you ever see Firefly? I was like, mm, no. And just kind of like scoot on to the conversation. And then I finally found it. So, and now I have a, I have a shirt that I know somebody, somebody really has to know Firefly because all it says is shiny on it and like the Firefly ah. logo. And that's it. <laughs> shiny is in my, I, I use shiny in my everyday vocab. So, I'm starting to think it was a mistake to make the topic obsessions because, of course, everyone's going to want to spend the entire episode talking about the thing they're obsessed with. Okay. <laughs> so, Sorry. Well, real quick, let's you go. You're not the only one with a Firefly shirt. Brian. Oh, my God. Being the best friend he ever he is, an amazingly friend. <laughs> he comes to my birthday one year and he goes, here, and he gets me a shirt and it, look, and it just looks like a generic shirt with like a dictionary thing on it. And I'm like, interesting. Okay. Uh, it gives two real things, and I get to the bottom. It says, "Oh God, oh God, we're all gonna die." And I immediately <laughs> knew where it was from, and I hugged him. I was like, "Thank you." <laughs> oh, Brian's the best at gifts. That that is for sure. Like he finds the most off the wall, like hidden stuff that he like knows you're gonna love. And he knows so. how to work with it too. Oh, by the way, Anthony, yeah. you got your Christmas present. Yep. Is it good? Yeah. Right. We're not going to mention what it is. No. We're just gonna, we're just gonna say it was good. I know what so, I got. I like it. Just make sure you use lube before you use it. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm confused. Oh, there's a second half coming. coming. Now I'm super confused. Did I get the right package? <laughs> <clears throat> it was a joke, Anthony. Yeah, obviously it was a joke. You, you played off of really like expertly. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so let's go around again and see if anybody else has any obsessions to share that will be one at a time per person. Don't take up the whole show like Michael's obsession. Um, you asked, no, no. First of all, you said, what's your obsession? And then I tell you, and then you want to, then you, then you're just like, oh, by the way, if we're just going to cut you off now because it's just an obsession, something that you love to talk about. Yes. Yes. I'm a monster. Erica. <laughs> Do you okay. have any more obsessions you'd like to share? Uh, I have tons of, of, of obsessions. Uh, let's go with Christmas presents, though, because Brian sent me some Christmas presents. And I will only talk about one of them because it actually has two parts of my obsession. 
he sent me a labyrinth bobblehead of Jareth, and I just love it so much. Well, not a bobblehead. It's a Funko Pop, whatever. Yes. So David Bowie in the labyrinth, all in one thing. They're amazing. I love it. The whole thing. And you actually got to see David Bowie. I did. I got to see David Bowie. I got to go to his concert. Again, thanks to Brian. Awesome gift. It was a birthday gift. Uh, and at the time, I didn't even know it, but it was his last tour because he was having health problems. And that was like forever and ever and ever ago. So I got to see the reality tour. And I got to see Labyrinth in the theaters when it just came out in September. So a dream of mine. I just, just amazing. The movie, David Bowie, the whole thing. Apparently, I brought Erica on the show just to praise me for being awesome. I can't even pick on her anymore. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, I want to make him feel like a douchebag. <laughs> Labyrinth is—it's one of my favorite movies. It's just uh, oh. Guess Power what, of the Babe is an amazing yeah. song. See, where you put westerns on in the background, I put the labyrinth on. Like, if I just need to, like, chill and relax, I don't even have to watch it. I just listen to it in the background. So, Guess what, guys? <clears throat> Guess what? You hate the labyrinth. That's what I'm saying. No, he's never I, seen it. I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I that, too. There's something we're going to learn about our dear friend Anthony here. He doesn't see movies. Oh, oh. sad. The fact that he saw that he saw Star Wars before me, I'm just like, good job, sir. Bravo. Golf play. <laughs> yeah, he saw a movie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I saw Labyrinth in the theater when it came out. What? Oh, oh, right. It's Brian. Yeah, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, what? And I was like, oh, right. It's Brian. <laughs> yeah, I, I did not get to see it when it came out. Although I think it was, gosh, what, three or four? So I don't know if that counts. I also saw Never Ending Story in the theater when it came out. And I'm, I'm, I'm still unhappy with my parents for that because that movie gave me nightmares for my entire life. That <laughs> man, the horse, oh, the poor horse. Oh, that—that's like the one part where Jesus. I was like, "Oh, you fuck everything, man." Yeah, man, that was. Oh, yes. Yeah, a horse died because it's sad. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's even worse. I thought that was the greatest metaphor for get out of your depression. <laughs> oh, the Jesus. metaphor was is you can't get out of your depression and it will kill you. <laughs> no, that's, that's even darker. <laughs> yes. So bad. So. So, Erica, is the obsession yeah. more David Bowie or Labyrinth? It's both. Like, um, I wrote a paper on the Labyrinth. I had to do a folklore class in, in college, and I wrote a whole paper on the Labyrinth and about what it actually meant and all the folklore characters and how they developed the main character. So the story itself is is super engaging once you like look under the surface and you get past, oh, it's a cute Jim Henson movie. Oh, there's an amazingly sexy and awesome David Bowie. But like like even deeper, the story is really, really like it's it's timeless and amazing. And then you just throw in David Bowie who is Oh, those riding pants. <laughs> Well, besides the sexy part, like he's he's a genius. His music, his development, his artistic, you know, he his smile, everything. He's just amazing. So I, I own all the all the David Bowie albums on vinyl. And oh, on wow. Nice. Disc. Nice. Is so, vinyl really better than than MP3s? No, I'm curious about that. It's different. Now, it's yeah, it, it's just different. It's not better. Like, the, I mean, obviously the sound quality is not as good. For me, I've collected vinyls since I was like 14 or 15. So it's something that I've always really enjoyed having. Um, but no, it, it's not better. It's just one of those things like when you look at the amount of work they put into the vinyls, like the cover art and the the slips and everything. It's 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 a different experience than just downloading the music. Yeah, it's it's like a whole experience. 
Yeah, it's kind of like Tool. Like, you can't get a Tool album, you know, you can't get an MP3 unless you pirate it because they want you to have the artwork in the case and everything because it, it's part of the story. It's not just a linear thing. So that, that's why I collect vinyls. So There's, a, for one, when you're listening to a vinyl, it could be argued that the sound is truer to musical instruments. And at the same time, also, you're getting an experience because you can't exactly skip around to vinyl. Exactly, you, you, yeah. you listen to the album. You don't just listen to a song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's a whole different thing. It, 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 it could be recommended to anybody. It's, it's a cool thing to be able to do because when you have records, you actually can make time to sit and listen to music rather than just having music in the background. Yeah, exactly. It's more of a, it's kind of like when the people that are obsessed with like movies, Anthony is obviously not one of them, but (laughs) (laughs) but people that are obsessed with movies, they, they collect them and they collect them because you have to take the time to sit down and watch it. Yeah, you can go to the theater, then you've watched it once, super, you've seen it, okay, whatever. But the same thing is for vinyl. It's, it's not a background kind of situation. It's something that you have to take the time to sit down and listen to so yeah there we go sorry (laughs) (laughs) we just had a whole conversation about vinyl (laughs) well it's it's technically an obsession i mean there are people who are just who are obsessed with getting vinyl because there's a like it's the sound it's not honestly just a physical media well my wife wants to get us a record player for for christmas as like a family gift and i'm trying to figure out if it's worth it or not like there's a there's a whole I know the switch from the labyrinth to in David Bowie to vinyl but there's like a whole like how to explain like this wonderful feeling when you go to like a flea market or a garage sale or an estate sale or something and you're flipping through these old vinyls and you're like looking for that cherry you know that that thing that nobody knows that they even have there that's amazing and it it's going to be different for every person like I really love jazz so I really like finding you know not only you know, David Bowie's, you know, and other popular music that I like, but finding those like Ella Fitzgerald and Billie Holiday and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So when you're when you're digging through that, you know, it's not something that you can generally just pop on Amazon and get. Some of them you can because they're remaking all sorts of shit. But like the original stuff, like I found a wonderful cherry. I found a Fleetwood Mac vinyl of Rumors still sealed. Like no some way. Old, yeah, still sealed. So Whoa. I have that. Yeah. So I'm, I have you listened to it? No, I'm not gonna fucking open it. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Because I, <laughs> I would have been <laughs> devastated. Because you could well, like send your daughter to college off. That. <laughs> yeah. Holy <clears throat> yeah. That's so, amazing. Like, I have one that that I bought that was already open, but when I found that sealed one, I was like, "And that's mine!" And I paid like five dollars for it because some that da- somebody had no fucking idea what they had. Jesus. So it's, yeah, it's 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 a whole experience. It's the collecting, it's the listening to it, it's the building your library. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Plus, I, the sound of it is really great. My dad, you had he had a, a three speed record player, and he had every every Stevie Ray Vaughan album that he originally put out on vinyl. Nice. I, I heard it makes music warmer, air quotes, whatever that, that means. No, that's true. It does. I think, and that has to go to what Brian was saying. Like, it, vinyl captures a, like the instruments in a truer form than I think it does with any MP3 or any, you know, digital. It's kind of like, 
watching Star Wars before they digitally remastered it. It's like it's got that warmer feel to it than you, when you're looking at this polished version. With, so. Listening to digital music versus analog music is digital music is compressed, which means that there's there's substance missing from the music. You can't hear that. You can't hear it. It's impossible mm-hmm. to hear it, but yeah. you can feel it. You can mm-hmm. feel it. There, there, there really is a difference. So, like, if you listen to one and then the other, you might be focusing with your ears and thinking it's the same. It doesn't. It's exactly the same. But then, if you like, take the time and like in the moment listen to the music, and like you can tell there, there's an actual feeling, and it's it, it's sort of a reflection on character with the way you listen to music when it comes to vinyl and MP3. And I think I just revealed another obsession. <laughs> vinyl. <laughs> Got it. Brian is obsessed with vinyl. I don't own a turntable right now, so Erica's whole story made me really sad. I'm sorry. Yeah, Brian. I don't have well, I don't have one anymore either. Well, the reason why we're thinking about it is because my son he um he's really into music. Like Music's he really likes for, for kids. He really likes music, which is a little odd. Not that I don't like music. I love music, but to me, music isn't like a, an obsession. It's like a it's a thing I listen to when I'm doing other stuff. You get what I'm saying? And I think that's that's the difference between somebody that would collect vinyl and somebody that wouldn't is that if you take the time to do so, it's because you feel like a whole nother power when it comes to music. Like it moves you. It's not something that just exists to exist behind you. It's part of part of your existence itself and moves you forward. But see, I want to do that because obviously my son's really into music and I want to help foster that. How old is he? He's almost two. It'll be two in like six months. Okay. Okay. So I just mm, music's a, music's a good thing for especially for kids with developing minds. But do anything you can to foster it. Uh, even try and get him to play an instrument when he gets a little bit older. Yeah, like, don't he, force yeah, him. Take him to classes and stuff like that. You get a turntable and and get some get some kids vinyls. It, it's good for your kid. I, mm-hmm. I don't have any science to back that up, but I believe it's good. <laughs> but you well, believe Amelia, it's good for your kid? As far as I know, it is. Amelia helps me go through my vinyls. I, my daughter's nine, and um, we sit there and we'll go through and we'll sort them, and she'll she'll look at like the different cover art and it's different than just listening to it on the radio and stuff. And she goes, Oh, well, this looks interesting, mom. Let's listen to this. Let's listen to this. So, I mean, it, it's a different experience. It's very hands-on. And I think that would be good for your son for sure. Now, now, are you guys old enough to remember going to like the warehouse and going through the CDs and buying a CD based on just the cover art? Yeah, I've done that. Yeah. I, I would like I've been like the FYE stores and stuff when they had used to have the bigger CD sections and they were actually in not on display racks, but actually in, in their, their slide bins. Mm-hmm. I remember like for the older stuff, I remember going through those and just finding uh, what album was it? It was oh, it was Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, CD. And it was just because of the, the cover art. But Sex Blood Magic? Yeah, uh, some mm-hmm. good cover art on it. My For it me, it was um, um, Cake, Comfort Eagle. I'd never oh, yeah. Cake before. Other than maybe hearing Going the Distance on the radio. That's a good <laughs> but one. I bought Comfort Eagle just based on the cover art. Yeah. Have you well, ever bought gonna... anything? Uh, Erica, what ones did you buy just from cover art? No, it wasn't something I bought from cover art. It's something that I remember. Like my first memory of music, period, is because of the cover art. My mom had an Eagle's Greatest Hits. And it, all it is is like this bird's head coming out of the water. And that image stuck with me so much as a kid. I think it was like three or four that it it created this love, not only of the music, but this attachment to, to that band. So I think there's something to be said for the cover art. 
that that is actually a nice segue into an obsession of mine. What's yours, Bri? Which one? God Which fucking one? damn, I hate the Eagles. Oh, shut up, Brian. <laughs> oh, wow, really? Turn it off, man. Hotel California is garbage. <laughs> <gasps> For wow. shame. Brian, you're lucky I love you. So, oh, oh well, you're, you are a monster. I'm so Welcome the, to so the, the Hotel California. Oh, fuck you. Fuck you. No, no. Oh, <laughs> that song okay. so much. Hotel California is not a bad song. Brian is entitled to not like it for sure. But there is a lot like better music from the Eagles than Hotel California. That this might be true. like their their big radio hit. But I mean, they had several, but there, there's a lot better music from the Eagles. And again, that's, that's listening to the whole album because I own all the Eagles albums on vinyl as well. Listening it from front to, to back, you know, you can't skip, you can't move through it. So, yeah, it just causes me pain. I, I <laughs> you know, and it one of my favorite movie scenes of all time is when the dude and the big Lebowski gets kicked out of the cab for asking the cab driver to turn off the Eagles because he hates the Eagles. I felt so liberated. Rated, seeing <laughs> I thought I was the only person on the planet. Oh, uh, I don't know. There's lots of people that don't like it. Yeah. But although I have to say, the Eagles is the closest thing to like country music that I listen to. I don't like country at at all, and that's probably the closest thing to it. Well, you gotta think, Michael. Michael, you're the one who's most shocked by it. But maybe it's because. Do you know of anything else that I hate? That's true. I, I can't really think of much that you hate. Yeah. That's true. I think that's because, why I'm really shocked. Is like Brian doesn't like something. Oh my god! Because all my hate is funneled into my evil twin, Byron. Byron. <laughs> oh god! I knew you were gonna go there. Fuck Byron. <laughs> and Byron god likes damn. the Eagles. <clears throat> Byron probably does. I, I don't. Fuck and Hotel fuck California is his favorite song. <laughs> Oh, uh, this uh, was, was so that cute. a segue for me to tell the Byron story? Is that no, where you no, were going no, with this that? Is a te- we're, we're running out of time, so it's okay. a teaser for the next time you're on our show. Okay. You will be telling us about Byron. In OzFest, apparently. Yes, yeah. yes. I'll, I'll write those down. We got the, Oz, <laughs> the antifreeze story. Oh, God, that is great. <laughs> and Byron. Michelle Byron. So, oh um, wrap up because I got I got something big to share. Oh yes, yes, yes. yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. I, and I I was a guest on the Supernatural Road So Far podcast. I was a guest host. You were? Yeah. And their episode went live today. You can go to the oh, you can cool. go to them on iTunes and get the episode. It oh. was a live episode that they recorded. I was brought on the episode to stump the host with trivia, and I feel a little bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> Because you did that? Oh, I destroyed her. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I may have been a little overzealous with my questions to give her qu- credit. I asked um, what the what the current license plate of the Impala on Supernatural is. I asked um, how many teddy bears were on baby Sammy's shelf in the first episode. And very and many other very obscure questions like ingredients and spells and stuff like that. Well, here, here's my question for you. Do, do, were you friends with them, the people that do this podcast before that? Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, then they should have fucking expected that. Like, <laughs> yeah, they should challenge. have challenge. Well, um, <laughs> they should have been like, oh. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess friendly because I'm a member of their group and I do the, the live watch on Fridays for them. I don't think they knew me well enough to knew that that was going to happen. And I felt oh. a little bad because it was like, because I didn't just get trivia questions together. I formed a committee of super fans to help me 
create these impossible questions. <laughs> yeah, because you do nothing half-assed. That's why. <laughs> yep. Like, nothing half-assed. <laughs> she wants hard questions. She's getting hard questions. Yeah, pretty much. is like, oh, you think you know stuff. Let's do this. You know? <laughs> but it, it, it makes it really worth listening to. You just imagine that their host, Malik, was beat red while I'm asking the questions because, uh, yeah. And um, but the the being on the show was a lot of fun. It was really cool to be on their show. Thank you from us at the entire podcast to Supernatural yeah. the Road So Far podcast for having for having us on. And we're we we have some scheduling issues, but we're work so hard to get you guys on our show eventually. Yes. Well, now sure. you got now you gotta wonder if they want to be on your show. They're probably like, "Fuck that guy." <laughs> he ruined. And the opportunity because I'm not good at supernatural trivia myself so i'm going to give them the opportunity to destroy me too <laughs> no, about spare play yeah all right yeah, we'll go uh, that. that and I, I i'm willing to play the trivia game a game again and go by the rules because she is really good at supernatural trivia she's not good at obscure detail trivia okay uh, well, yeah. neither am I. So, she, so she's more context-based. Yeah, she's yeah. really good at getting plot questions where I, I, some of my questions involved actors' names, and they were like very one-time appearance actors who haven't been in anything else. <laughs> they were they were mean questions. So Things are pretty much nearly impossible. Malik, you were a good sport for putting up with that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just feel like they really didn't know you to ask you that. I would never ask you to be like, Brian, I want you to put something together that'll stump me because it'll absolutely happen. It, like, it's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could probably stump you on David Bowie if I had a week to prepare. <laughs> you probably could, yeah. And I know a lot. So, <laughs> in nineteen four, in nineteen in nineteen eighty two, which toe on his right foot did David Bowie have a fungal infection on? <laughs> <laughs> and that would be the shit you would come up with. I'm like, Fuck you. Yep. Oh. <laughs> uh. uh. Oh man! So, but you—you uh, you guys had a good episode. So that means you did the these horrible, uh, what was it, uh, devilish questions at the end of the episode? Yeah, yeah. We talked about the show. We talked about the show and why we liked it. We answered questions from the live audience because there was a chat room and they answered questions. It was really cool. What had happened was is um, one of the the main host um, Sam ha went on vacation, so Malik still wanted to do a show and she was just going to do a live show, and then I started asking. Asking her about trivia she was saying how because we've been telling her we wanted to stump her with trivia for a while and she was like why don't you just be on the episode so that was really cool that's awesome well, that, is neat. that works yeah that's really awesome yeah I, I i made a lot of the fans of the show very jealous because it was it, it they 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 all want to be on that show so it was really cool like <laughs> I, I had a great privilege to be able to be on it it was it was fantastic thanks again oh that's kind of how i feel like right now like this is fun <laughs> what you guys got? What do you guys got coming up? It's still very up in the air, but it, it's becoming a little bit more firmer as we go. Is the uh, I might be going to a certain place, kind of a people trap built by a giant mouse. Mm. <laughs> uh, there's the, a, the one that's really warm, or like the one that's uh, two freeway trips away from us. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's I live near there. Yeah, oh. Anthony. Anthony lives close to it. We were me and my wife were talking, and we've been trying to save. And there's a chance that we might be able to go either this next week. We're not certain yet, but it, we're we're trying to hope to go. Other than that, I'm finishing up a a woodworking project for my nephew for his Christmas gift. I'm making him a walking stick. Oh, 
that's sweet cool. of you. Yeah, and it's not going to be like one of those little cheap, jinky ones where I just cut it off at one end and the other, and be like, "Here you go, boy." <laughs> I, I'm sanding it down. I've got. I've, I've actually called my sister and asked me to measure and asked her to measure her son from his from the bottom of his foot to his shoulder. Do you have a lathe? No, it's all it's all freehand with my. Uh, I have a wood. I actually have a, a wood carving knife uh, for detail work, and I because what I use, I use eucalyptus. So that's a, for me. It makes a very it makes very strong, flexible walking sticks. So I just I dried it out over a season. It was when I had I dried it out over a season. I skinned it because it's a very skin like bark on it. I've sanded it down with 400 grit sandpaper. I've shaped the top down. I'm going to put his name into the side of it, give it a wrap handle and a wrist strap, and do some lacquer seal on it after I sand it again. See, things like that are really, really nice. I, I applaud you on that, like, because that's something that he's going to keep for a long time, and he's going to yeah. remember, you know, something that personalized. So that's awesome. Yeah. I'm or, giving he'll him a good, or he'll, he'll destroy, destroy it. it. <laughs> yeah, well... It's uh, it, what's unique is where his shoulder is now makes it where because uh, usually want a walking stick that's either just to your to where you keep your forearm straight or to your shoulder the tip to your shoulder his shoulder's in the perfect spot to where when he's my to where when he's like eighteen nineteen it'll become a straight arm walking stick like a high cane so he'll be able to use it basically forever so that's great. But uh, Anthony, what are you doing? I don't have as much going on this week as I did last week. So, but what I think is going to go on is I'm probably going to go see Rogue One again sometime this week with my wife because she didn't get to go see it with me. And then I have the online D and D game that I'm playing, so that'll be fun. See, How's if you going? were my husband and you went and saw Rogue One without me, I would fucking kill you. I'd be a widow. She she didn't want to see it. <laughs> she didn't want to see it. Yeah, that was her choice. We were going to see it yesterday, but she didn't want to see it yesterday. So I went with my grandfather. And then she changed her mind? Well, no, she wants to see it someday. She just didn't want to see see it yesterday. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, weird. Well, you're you're, you're still a dead man. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't do anything wrong. (laughs) I I disagree. It sounded like you just went and saw you like, okay, bye. See ya. I was like, "Mm -mm." My, my husband did that when we were dating. He went and saw Superman without me, which turned out to not be a great movie anyway. But he he went and saw still, it without me, and then told me later. I was like, "What the fuck is ooh. wrong with you?" I um I almost went and seen Episode Seven without my wife. It was it was gonna be me and her and my father in law. And then she's like, "So what do you got planned to go?" Ahead? I was like, "Oh, we're gonna go see Star Wars." She goes, "Not without me, asshole." <laughs> nice. Like if I had went and actually seen that movie, I'd probably be a dead guy. But yeah, so, that's probably what I'm gonna be doing this week. Is that going to see it again? The, the online D and D campaign, which is awesome, and then. Uh, has it already started? Yeah. How many sessions are you in? Uh, well, we haven't done the sessions quite. Like my friend's doing it from Discord, so basically he posts things and then everybody replies. Oh, oh. you're playing by post? Yeah, I think so. Oh, that's oh. always so much fun. Oh, that's awesome. Is it fun? I've never yeah. done. I've never done it, a campaign like because this before. Because the games so drag out longer and have much more detail, and they're more role playing based. Because mm. um, just playing mm. on a forum is just more conducive towards role playing versus combat. Mm, okay. The combats take weeks. <laughs> yeah, that it's gonna sound be um, any fun. It's gonna be it's gonna be different for me because uh, I decided to do the whole character of um he was a a person in training to be a space marine who got transported to the world of D anD D. So this is gonna be a it's gonna be it's gonna be a first for me. You're Erica, Erica, do you have any nerdy plans you want to share or anything out there that you want to plug and take advantage of having our seventy viewers? <laughs> 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 
one of which is me. Um, no, I I'm really boring. So I guess doesn't I, sound like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like I don't understand like the playing D and D, you know, through a forum or anything. We we have people come over every other Sunday and get together and play and. I don't know. There's something about like that interaction and stuff. So I run an online game every Saturday or every other Saturday if we can't do every Saturday. I like in person, but online's pretty close because we're you know we're on Skype. Is it like video Skype? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, maybe maybe that would be more fun. I just don't understand like the like I get the role playing part would probably be easier in a forum, but there's something about like the jokes that are made and everybody like interacting together to like to like build this camaraderie and this this experience that I don't know that you could get in like a forum. Well, yeah. I'll give you an idea of what, why forum's different. I was playing a game in a forum once, and one of the characters was playing a priest. He would put whole sermons typed up. He would have oh, whole wow. sermons as part of his dialogue. And I've played with players who could do that, like talking wise, but you get bored talking to some listening to someone go on like that for a while but reading a couple paragraphs is different so it actually pulled you in because you felt as pulled into those sermons as the people who were listening to him rather than being bored from a player saying a speech okay maybe it was it it's sort of like comparing reading a book to watching a movie Okay, I can. Okay, okay. I mean, I'll, I can see that point. I just don't think it builds like that. I don't know that team feeling. It's as different from playing in person as LARPing is from playing in person. Okay. Okay. All right, I got you. Yeah. Play by post is a whole different thing. I mean, play by post came has a history behind it. It came from play by mail. Oh, oh wow. wow. Oh wow. Okay. Well. Brian, uh, you say you like the uh, playing in person. Uh, me and a couple other people are tr- we're thinking about trying after, like, starting after January, trying to do a once a month game. That's at one of our houses. So, well, my my once a month game fell through, so I'm free to do a once a month game. Yeah, so we're, yeah, we're we're gonna try and set it up after the after January. So, you uh. know what I found is really helpful in keeping people from falling away from a game because we've been playing the same, not the same game, but the same group of people have been playing for like two years now is you feed people so we make it like a family dinner like we like everybody like contributes we make a bunch of food everybody eats and then we play and it it becomes like a tradition that way yeah well that's what we used to do uh brian anthony and i when we did a uh we actually did a firefly role play role play campaign and we fed people i mean brian's hard to feed but (laughs) but i brought my food with me i know but we we would that's what we did it'd be for a long time it was like uh uh we did it sundays after you know basically after you know a typical church time and it was like a Sunday family dinner while we played the game. Most of us discovered that we loved red vines dipped in peanut butter. I don't even know where to go with that, but okay. <laughs> I, I, I have to say, red vines dipped in peanut butter is something I can't have, but um, something I dietarily can have, but not as a vegan have, but is really good that everyone should try is salt and vinegar potato. Oh, excuse me. My desk fell apart. Salt, oh, and, salt and vinegar potato chip dip in really thick, chunky blue cheese dressing. That sounds amazing. I like salt and vinegar chips, though. Yeah, salt and vinegar. I like salt and vinegar. I, I, I'm very particular about my salt and vinegar chips. All right. We're, I, we're, um, Anthony has to leave. So we have to yeah. wrap up. We have to be okay. done. 
Yeah. So let's go ahead and do this. Uh, Erica, real quick, do you have any medias that you that you like people follow you or anything, email or anything if people want to get a hold of you or such, or are you okay? She's not gonna give out her email. <laughs> <No>. I know. <laughs> Twitter. <I> know. <laughs> do you have a Twitter? No. I mean I do. No. No, if you don't know me, you don't need to follow me. There Sorry. You go. I'm not that I'm first off, I'm not that interesting. Second, I'm not that cool. Third, I'm too private for that moment. Follow at Super Vegan Brian on Twitter. Sometimes she may comment on something I say. That's true. Sometimes <laughs> I do. Nice. So. <laughs> Brian, where can they reach you? I just said. I know. No, I want the email, the too. Fuck up, Michael. No, I want the email. Uh, up this time, buddy. You can reach me at brian.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com. And if you need to reach any of our other hosts, you can also reach Michael at Mike at Oh, God. Mike.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com. <laughs> and you can reach us on Twitter at myself, at SuperVeganBrian, Michael, at NerdcasterMike, and Anthony, at NerdcastRadio, because he is our main Twitterer. Yes, he is. So. And if you want to like find Twitter? us... If you want to find us for the best social interaction, you can find us on Facebook on our Facebook page, Nerd Podcast Radio. And we also hope that you review us on iTunes. It really helps. It gets us up on the top of the list of searches. So we we are already on top of the list for nerd podcast. We want nerd, period. <laughs> yeah. Nerd we're gonna we're taking it back. So but yes, everybody, that's Nerd Podcast Radio. And I have to say, it was a very obsessive episode. It, it was very good. I I, I, actually, I enjoyed today. It was really good. Erica, it was great meeting you, talking with you. Uh, you say you're not interesting. You're interesting. You're, you're, well, there's you. no way you can say otherwise. I told Sorry. you guys. I told you guys. Oh, yes. Well, you, yeah, it, he did. I, I have a new... I have a, okay, so we need a nickname for Erica because she's going to be on the show. I got one for her. Go ahead. Oh, God. Cursey Smurf. Cursey Smurf. <laughs> that works. Cursey Smurf Erica. <laughs> All right. Sure, that'll work. <laughs> that works. That's awesome. Oh, uh, well, That's thanks great. for having me. I really appreciate it. It was fun. For sure. I, thanks for like, coming. I was telling Brian, I like listen to you guys, and like I will forget that I'm listening to a podcast and not talking to people, and I'll like <laughs> try to interject and I'll be like, oh, yeah. Never mind. <laughs> we put your correction in a. We put your one of your corrections in a previous episode. We did. Oh, you did. Which one? Yeah, with Hagrid's Hagrid's wand Hagrid's, being Hagrid's, hid, uh, hidden in his umbrella versus yeah. being yeah. his umbrella. Exactly. We, we did yeah. That. Yes. Yes. Okay. That was very welcomed. Thank you. No problem. So. so. Yeah, you, you're welcome back anytime. You can you could literally just message Brian and be like, "I'm we're, on the next episode." We're gonna we're gonna lose Anthony. He's going to be murdered by his wife. <laughs> yeah. Show. All right. Okay. Uh, outros, everybody. All right. So yes, this has been Nerd Podcast Radio, and I'm your host, Special Mikey, along with Hindu Anthony. Bye, everyone. Super Vegan Brian. Bye, bye. And the all new guest host of awesomeness, Kirsty Smurf Erica. Bye. Bye, everybody. And as always, stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. Say bye, Anthony. Brian, come on. Bye. Thanks for listening to our nerd show, Nerd Podcast Radio.